Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 13, and if you're counting them all at home, this is Episode 207. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And Craig, this is Fantasy Football's, I would say Super Bowl, but there's actually a Super Bowl at the end of the Fantasy Football. This is our Daytona. This is our biggest game of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sturgis 2021. Ah, yes. So if you're not, if you're new here, Sturgis <laughs> is the name of the game that we have assigned, the name we have assigned to the game every year between me and Craig in the live league that we've been a part of forever. What the hell is wrong with you people? You might say, why do you call it Sturgis? Well, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> but first, Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight I have the last in the series of what Sean brought me back from North Carolina. Is that really oh, right? Oh, okay. North Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. This is... Shortway Brewing Company, New Porter, Porter. Uh, New Porter, Porter. That's what it says. Uh, Mm. It says on the can, our mission is to brew easy-drinking American ales for everyday Americans. This American Porter is creamy and smooth with a sweet chocolate aroma and a nuance of caramel, as some people say caramel, I don't, and nuts. So I report, yeah, yeah. Is caramel and caramel not, are they not two different things? Uh, I say caramel. Other people say but, caramel, but I refuse to say it that way. That they're the same thing. As far as I know, <laughs> unless I always thought I always thought caramel and caramel were different things. Uh, Deb, answer us. She would know. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. All right, let's give this a try. Um, I reported in glass because I was trying to be efficient. So I'm sorry. All right. no sound effects. You yeah, you go ahead and try this. I'm gonna look up the difference between caramel. All right, uh, on the and nose, it's definitely, it smells like chocolate. Let's, hmm, let's see. Hmm, good. It is just like the can says. It is smooth. It is creamy. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's, there's some porter. I know you're not a porter drinker. Oh, I'm um, not. Too heavy. But there are some porters that are really like hit you in the face, um, you know, with flavor. This is very, very subtle. And it's uh, very good, and like the hand said, it is very easy drinking. This is one of Holy those rare. Crap. This is one of those rare times that the can is exactly what the beer is. That wow, happen, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> wow, uh, caramel and caramel are the exact same thing. I always thought they were different varieties of the same type of candy, but wow. they're not. They're the exact same thing. And according to Grammarly dot com, which we yep, you still there? Is caramel. Say, uh, say that again. You broke up a little bit. The the according to Grammarly, which is absolutely infallible, the correct pronunciation is caramel. That is true. I've just been saying it the other way my entire life, so I refuse to change. I I had no <laughs> idea they were the same thing. The things you learn on this podcast, folks. I the things I just learned. <laughs> I'm like, they're the, you know. I mean, I always thought you know caramel, like I think caramel apples. So you're thinking of like the hard sugared version, I suppose? Yes. And then caramel was like this soft candy that usually found in Milky Ways and Twix bars. Snickers. And Snickers. Or like in like little, almost like little pieces of toffee that you could just Mm. eat out of a bag. But caramel to me, I always thought that was something (laughs) different. Amazing. See what what people learn? (laughs) God, I'm an idiot. I feel so stupid. All right, let's move on from my... Apple. 
Barts teacher's name is Krabappel. I thought it was Crandall. Crandall. I thought it was Crandall. Sorry. Anything could be a Simpsons reference. Okay, sorry. Go on. That's right. I'm drinking soda tonight because I, I, not because I, I wanted to have a beer tonight. My allergies have been so bad every year. It gets like this it, and, and seasonal allergies affect me weird. It's always the traditional kind of stuffiness, kind of difficulty breathing at first. But then as soon as the season starts to change and the days get shorter, I start having these weird migraines and shit. So I had a, a bit of a migraine coming on about an hour ago. And I was like, screw this. I'm taking two Excedrin. I'm not missing out on, on recording today. So I'm going to take two Excedrin. And consequently, I don't want to, because I would like my liver to last at least another 20 to 30 years. <laughs> I am not drinking on top of that. So that's fair. All right. That's fair. Let's get on to burning hot takes. Okay. Craig, do you want to give or receive this week? I will receive because I only have one question. Okay. That's fine. That's always why I ask that. Sometimes you have two, sometimes you want have one. That's fine. So, uh, interesting weekend for Urban Meyer. Um, for yeah. those who may not know, <clears throat> Urban Meyer flew to Cincinnati. Was it the Bengals, right? Play the Bengals on Thursday night. Yep, they played the Bengals on Thursday night and uh, informed the team he would not be flying back on the charter in order to spend some time with his family. Well, that sounds like a great idea. I mean, your, your family, you know, he, he's famously from that area. So, okay, no problem. Uh, problem is the next day on social media, a video of him essentially getting a lap dance appeared um of him in a bar with a woman dancing in front of him with her back to him mm-hmm. and him just kind of sitting there and just enjoying it yeah this led to shad khan the owner of the jaguars and uh professional uh boris uh from uh bullwinkle impersonator um <laughs> coming out and saying that urban meyer must quote regain our trust and respect end quote uh-huh uh, after that, he threatened Moose and Squirrel <laughs> and moved on with his day. Uh, Craig, can can Urban Meyer recover from this? Uh, <clears throat> All right. Does it matter for fantasy values? Because, I mean, that's really where we focus. So it's True. a two-part question. Number one, can he recover professionally from this as a Jaguar head coach? And number two, does uh, this affect anything about how we view the Jaguars as usable options? Um, well, let's go reverse order. So I'll go fantasy first. Cause I think that's, that's sure. the shorter, op- shorter answer. Um, right now. No, I mean, there's a couple people you might use on the Jaguars. Um, DJ shark is broken. So not going to use him. I don't think even let's say hypothetically urban Meyer quits in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't think it affects the Jaguars fantasy wise. Cause whoever is there, they're not going to change. Like, if they bring in someone or someone there takes over, like, they're not going to change. This team, believe me, I've been a Bengals fan a long time. The Jaguars need a lot of help. Yeah. I don't see them winning. I see, I can see them because, you know, any given Sunday, I, I don't see them winning more than two, maybe three games at the most. So, mm-hmm. so I don't think yeah, that's I... going to matter. Yeah. I, I think if they're already at the bottom of the barrel in terms of fantasy relevance, this doesn't affect much. You know who it does affect and who I really am starting to already feel bad for yeah. is um, our good friend, yours and mine, Trevor Lawrence. Because we all know what happens about 80% of the time when a rookie gets drafted and then within a year or two, the coach that brought him in gets fired. A lot of times the new guy in wants, quote, his guy at quarterback. Right. So Urban Meyer, I don't think Urban Meyer survives the year. I really don't. I think... I don't. I think <clears throat> I think he's he's his Black Monday date his Black Monday letter is already written and dated 
They're just <laughs> waiting for it. You know, just waiting yeah, another four and, months. And like we mentioned in August, like I didn't think Urban Meyer is going to last that long in the NFL. I feel yeah. like he, I feel like the Jaguars, because, you know, um, what's his name? The owner of the Jaguars, uh, Khan, he has dump trucks. Full Boris Badenov. <laughs> he has dump trucks full of money. So yeah. he took two of those dump trucks and drove them to Urban Meyer's house and said, hey, do you want to coach the Jaguars? Like, who's going to say no? You know? Right. So I felt like I he never. Right, exactly. So I feel like he he really didn't even want to. You know, there's a whole thing where he just had a medical issue and, like, left his other job. So I didn't think Urban was going to last that long in the NFL, especially if he wanted to go somewhere less stressful than college. Why are you going to go to the NFL? Right. Um, the thing about the dancing Here's here's my like I get it you you're you when you work you have like a public job like that like a head NFL, you know coach of an NFL team mm-hmm. you're in the public just like we've said with players people are going to do things around you whether you want them to or not for XYZ reason mm-hmm. my my thing is the statement that Khan said bothers me a little bit because partly it kind of bothers me that we everyone. This is a general statement of like social media in general. We've all gotten used to people recording people to mm-hmm. like embarrass them on different levels. I don't think what Urban Meyer did was horrible compared to what other people have videotaped other people doing. You know, videotaped, sure. recorded. So I think we need to keep that in mind. And then you know, I'm thinking about the lifestyle professional athletes have, and not all of them because they're not they're all not party animals. But if you think about the lifestyle that like NFL players have or other big time athletes that what mm-hmm. Urban Meyer was doing in a bar doesn't even come close to what they're doing. So I feel like there's kind of like a double standard only because it wasn't recorded. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Makes sense. Makes sense what you're saying. All right. What have you got for me? Uh, so for me, a little bit outside uh, football, it's kind of involving sports. So betting will be legal in our state soon. Well, it's technically, technically legal now. Legal. Right. Only at casinos. But, but right now, the only place that's up and running are the casinos. Uh, yeah. No retail, no phones, no websites, whatever. Uh, soon. That's my understanding, Hopefully. yeah. I, I, I did hear a rumor that, that, um, that whatchamacallit, that Sports Haven was up and running, but I, can't, I have not been able to confirm that. Uh, so. so something has come up. Yeah. So, as you know, the Mohegan Sun is also the home of a WNBA team, the Sun. The Connecticut Sun. Okay, so let's let's bring that full circle. Yep. We have two casinos in Connecticut for folks who are not from Connecticut. Foxwoods and Mohegan Sun both are run by tribal nations, different tribal nations. The WNBA team, the Connecticut Sun, plays in an arena on the casino's campus and I believe is owned by the tribal nation. Uh, they are. So the question is, because right now they halted it, like, should Mohegan Sun be able to take action on WNBA games? No. At all? In my opinion, no. There, there's, there's been a long-standing rule in Vegas that you don't, and I believe it was, I believe it's part of the, the law in Nevada you cannot bet on any teams that operate inside the state. Now, I don't know if they still have it, because now the Raiders obviously play in Vegas. Right. But I can re- clearly remember when UNLV was really good in the late 80s, people would get pissed because they were an easy mark to win the championship. 
Mm-hmm. Those like what two or three years that they won the championship with Tarkanian at the oh, lead and those yeah. really good lineups. Yep. And it was illegal to bet on UNLV in Vegas. And at that point, the only place you could get bets on college basketball legally was Vegas. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so at that point, every time UNLV won a title, the freaking casinos cleaned up because no one could win. You could go bet on anybody else. If UNLV won, Vegas cleaned up. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, it's it makes it a little awkward. But yeah, I don't. I agree. Same thing. I don't think, at the very least, Mohegan's son should not be allowed to take bets on WNBA games. Like, yeah, I'm to looking to, it up right now. You'd have to go to Foxwoods or do it online, I guess. Um, I'm looking right now. Okay, wait a minute. Here's this is some. Okay, I'm looking. I'm looking now for what, just to see if it's legal to bet. Oh, oh, oh. On, on uh, local teams, can you bet on <laughs> doing it live Nevada <laughs> teams in Vegas? Yeah, I I remember the big hubbub around that. Uh, betting ban removal won't change much. Yeah, okay, this did change. So now they can. Yes, uh, apparently. Oh, it happened back in two thousand one. This is old. Oh well, there we go. We don't bet on you know college basketball much. <laughs> well, no, and and you know obviously I haven't paid attention to much of sports betting outside of DFS, which you can argue is or isn't sports betting. Um, I haven't paid much attention to it because it wasn't legal over here. So uh, for forty years, it was a ban that prohibited state sport books to take to make lines on Nevada teams. Well, for 40 years, and it was listed back in 2001. So that goes all the way back to the 60s, that hmm. rule. Wild. Wow. Wild stuff. It's crazy. All right. Uh, second question for you. Yeah. Two teams battle this week. Both of them are at one and three. Two different mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Both teams one and three. Mm-hmm. If four really bad teams play each other, <laughs> and they fall in the forest, do they make a sound? <laughs> I want to know which game will you actually watch? So imagine you live in a world where you can only watch the only football you can watch is one of these two games. Which one in three matchup are you watching? Jets Falcons from London mm-hmm. or Patriots Houston? Which uh... terrible game are you going to force <laughs> yourself to watch in my nightmare scenario? Um, I'm going to go with um, Jets Falcons because it's going to be on at 930. It'll be interesting morning TV. Oh, my God. I got to get up early. on. Oh, my God. I got to get up early on Sunday. <laughs> Oh, this sucks. <laughs> oh. oh, do I have to? Do I have to get up for Jets Falcons? Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> I kind of feel like I need to. Eh. Yeah, for me, it's it's Jets Falcons. I like the London games. Um, if you've never watched any of the broadcasts from London, the uh, the people over there really get into it. Um, it's an opportunity for soccer hooligans to have something to do on another weekend day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really enjoy it. So I, I do, I like the London games. I think the idea of a franchise in London is an interesting concept. I don't know how much I like the idea while we're dealing with COVID, but, um, but how you would know, you, I, I, would you, what would you do? Would you, would they be home for half the season straight and then be away? Cause that's a lot. Of, I would, that's a lot probably, of timing, bad sleeping <laughs> well you got 16 games 17 games in a season now right 
Yeah. So I'd probably do two or three week stints. Mm -hmm. I would probably do three games at home, then like four or five weeks away, then then like five weeks home. Would you put a bye week in between there? Well, you got to put a bye week somewhere in between. You would definitely put a bye week somewhere in in, in a travel week. Like you wouldn't do it in the middle of their homestand or the middle of their away, away set. You would do it at the end or beginning of one. So three games, three games in the States, five games in London off week, then five games in the States, and then like your last three in London kind of thing, or last four in London, however you want to break it up. But yeah, I would not have them flying back and forth. That would suck. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about baseball has already done this on a somewhat smaller level. Mm-hmm. When the Mets go out West, as a Met fan, I am very used to the West Coast swing where they're gone for like a week and a half. Yep. And all the Maybe, games sometimes, are at 10 o'clock. Yeah, sometimes two weeks because they usually go to Arizona. Then they go three for the Dodgers, three three games in Arizona, then three games for the Dodgers, then three games with the Giants, and three games with the Padres over the course of two weeks, and then they fly back and adjust back to the time zone. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I I, I would I would want to do something like that. Get get those get those those long distance games out of the way. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, agree. God, I'm yawning. I gotta stop yawning. I gotta wake up. All right, so yeah, so we're gonna so our so there so there's the bonus question. Are you gonna get up and watch the nine thirty game on Sunday, or is um, it if I'm out of bed I'll watch I'll, it? I'll I'll be awake by I already know I'll be awake by then, so that's I'll be yeah. Awake. I mean, I I guess it's not too huge a deal because we've been doing this now for a couple of years where people fly over there. It's just a travel issue. So there is a game worse in terms of win total than either of the two games I mentioned. Though there is Detroit at Minnesota, and they're a combined one and seven. So I mean, it could always get worse. Is that the worst? Is that the worst game on the slate? Yeah, uh, oh my God, Detroit's the only winless team. Sad. Wow, everybody else has at least one the win Dolphins except the Detroit. Game? The Dolphins are one in three. Hmm. Yeah, they open. Didn't they win opening week against the Patriots? Maybe. That's what it was. It was week <laughs> one against the Patriots. All right, let's move on to America's favorite game. So for those who don't know America's favorite game, every week I look at the spreads to identify games that are high scoring and low scoring and dare Craig to figure out which are which. Why do we do this? Because there's a strong correlation between total points scored and higher fantasy scoring. So a game that's over 50 plus is probably going to be good for fantasy. Games that are under 40 are typically bad. Craig, it's week five. And we finally have two games under 40 in the over in the over-unders. Wow. I can't remember a season where we went this long without having one of them, but we now have two that are, are eligible there. Okay. We also have five games over 50. Hmm. So now this is how this works. Normally, if there's only games over 50 or only games under 30, Craig gets three strikes. When we have both... Craig decides if he wants to go with the low first or the high first, and he gets to carry over unused strikes. <laughs> so if he says to me, Brent, I'm going to name the low ones first, and he gets them right off the back, he gets six strikes in the hard one. So what's easier for you to start with, five games over 50 or identifying the two games under 40? Oh, man. Let's go. Let's do the over. So All right, I've got consistent. five games over 50. You have three strikes on the board. What do you got? Uh, let's go Bills-Chiefs. Bills-Chiefs is the high of the week at 56 and a half. 
Wow. I don't. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something bold right now. <laughs> okay. I'm taking the under. Really? Yeah. I have a feeling the Buffalo offense is still not where it should be, so I'm not worried about the Chief defense. But the Buffalo defense is absolutely where it should be, so I am worried about the Chief <laughs> offense. So this game to me is 21-17. It can go either way, but either way, that's only 38 points, and it comes in on the under. I am taking the under in that game. Hmm. Okay. So there you have it. All let's right. What see. else you got? For, what, what, what's next? Let's um, go. Um, let's go. Browns Chargers. Browns Chargers is strike one. That's a forty-eight and a half. Really, hmm. forty-eight and a half. Both teams have decent decent defenses. I think the Chargers are going to steamroll the Browns. I'm sorry, Bofer. The Chargers are going <laughs> to steamroll the Browns in this game, in my opinion. It's a it, first off. I never thought I'd see the day where I would utter the sentence Browns versus Chargers is a matchup of three and one teams. Um, I mean, what is this, 1992? I, I didn't think I'd ever see this day again. But So that is strike one. Mm, all right. Over, 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 over. Let's go Rams-Seahawks. Rams-Seahawks is absolutely correct. That's a 54 and a half. Um, I am buying heavily on both sides of the ball. Uh, news today was that DK Metcalf was held back in practice today. So Tyler Lockett might be a target for value. We'll have to see when we get there. No, I haven't opened the metric still, yet. Uh, I think he still has a hip injury or hip issue going on too. So maybe I'm betting heavy on the Rams. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yawning tonight. Maybe I'm betting heavy on the Rams then. I mean, it doesn't make a difference how you get to 54. If the Rams score 40, if win that game 44 to 15, it's still over 54, you know, and the Rams are completely capable of it, even though they got, they got uh, edged out last week by Arizona, well, edged out. Arizona kind of dominated them offensively. Um, I still think the Rams are the real deal. And both those teams need to win this week. Can we just say that up front? Both those teams need this win. Yep, Seattle I'm a Chargers fan or not Chargers fan. Wow, I'm looking at this. And that's I'm... a Thursday. That's a Thursday night game. You're a Chargers fan this week. Oh yeah, because they're playing yeah. Cleveland. That was L.A. Seattle. Win. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. L.A. Seattle is this Thursday night game, so we got to keep that in mind too. You're not going to Thursday night lineups are going to be lit. Um, this is the kind of day you go out there and you find a Byron Pringle, you put him in the captain slot, <laughs> you save up the money, you drop all the other chalk players in there and you hope the guy that you put in there gets a touchdown and you win money. That's that's how you're going to play there's, Thursday this week. This week, or this season rather, there's been a lot of names where I think we've all collectively gone, who the hell is that? Like Terrence Marshall. <laughs> exactly. Terrence Marshall, da- uh, D- uh, Damian Williams. Uh, let's see, who else have we got? Um, no, that's pretty much the big ones for me, I guess. All right, so that's it. You got two down, two. three to go. Okay, let's go Packers-Bengals. Packers-Bengals is a 50.5. Well done. Thank you. Um, I don't know what to make of this game. I would take the over, but I don't know who I would pick on this team to play. Aaron Jones was held back at practice today. I think the Bengals' offense is still a little inconsistent. What's Mixon's status? Uh, he's a maybe. He has a high ankle sprain, but I don't know how bad oh, that's it is. that's right. Oh, yeah, I might shy away from this game. The problem is, if you shy away from this game, the guy who doesn't shy away from this and guesses right that this is the one time a year to use somebody like Alan Lazard, he's going to beat your ass in a pool. So, 
I don't know. I don't know what to make of Packers Bengals. I, I can't. I, you can't fade it, but you can't trust it either. Mm, yeah, how I, I, feel. I would agree with that. I agree with that. All right, so you got two more, and you got two, two strikes. More. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's go. Hmm. Man, the rest of these games one, are kind of. One of them feels obvious. One of them doesn't. Let's go. Damn. Let's go. Cardinals 49ers. That's correct. That's the obvious one to me. The Cardinals just look like an offense that can't be denied right now. Now, we all know Kyler Murray started out hot last year, too, and then kind of cooled off a little bit. But the 49ers look like they had better life with, without Jimmy Garoppolo, who is a maybe the start right now. He's questionable. But there is no one on the Arizona Cardinals I'm holding back on. I was right about Chase Edmonds. I told you all. I warned you all. None of you listened. <laughs> I was right. Chase Edmonds has been really solid. Um, I was well, I was mostly don't you, right. Don't on, you mean David Johnson? No, I don't mean <laughs> David Johnson. I mean Chase Edmonds. Yes, there's a world in which I put Jay, Chase Edmonds up there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I was one of the guys that was big on him. He was quiet last week, but still, there's so many weapons in Arizona. Kyler Murray, if you can afford him in DFS, is almost a must-start at this point. And if you have them in season long, congratulations. You got one of the top two quarterbacks in the league right now. And I do. Um, yeah, get ready, to, get ready to get a healthy dose of Kyler Murray on Sunday, Craig. I, I can't wait for <laughs> can't you wait. to experience the fury. <laughs> we'll see. We so, shall see. All right. All right. One more. We got two strikes left. Uh, let's go. These are just bad. Let's go Eagles-Panthers. Incorrect. Eagles-Panthers is a 44 and a half. Wow. All right. All right. Although Christian McCaffrey did have a limited practice today. Oh, what are you going to (laughs) do? What are you going to do if Kyler Murray and Christian McCaffrey both play this week? Wow. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to go into Hulk Hogan promo right there. I might. You know, I never, oh my God, at the top of the show, I totally blitzed on telling you, finishing the Sturgeon story. I got distracted. You did. I Okay, so really quick, Stur- and that's why this, this ties in here. So the reason we call it the Sturgis Bowl is because back in the day, World Championship Wrestling, which was WCW before it was bought out by the WWE, used to do a live pay-per-view called Hog Wild yep. in Sturgis, North Dakota, North Dakota, during the bike rally. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Outside. So you got well, like 50,000 bikers that are all perpetually drunk. <laughs> and you bring in the most bucolic thing you could do in a wrestling event and you put it on pay-per-view. Yep. And the big thing was that in, you know, wrestling promos, everybody would always be like, you know, talk up their things, what I'm going to do to blah, blah, blah. But they would always end with wherever they were going to go. So a, a big wrestling pro would end up and I'll see you in Sturgis. <laughs> and somehow it translated into this where the trash talking would always end up in a wrestling promo kind of motif. <laughs> yeah. And one time Craig just said, shut your mouth. I'll see you in Sturgis. And it just stuck, <laughs> which oh, is why man. he thought I was going to go into like a I whole did. what you're going to do kind of motif there, because this is the week where it happens. There's a shitload of trash talk that you guys don't get to see. I think that's what we're going to do for final thoughts. Final thoughts say it's going to be a little bit of trash talk. Nice. So, but that is strike number two. All right. You got one shot to get the last team Man. over 50. Your hint is it's a 52 and a half. Man, they're not. 
They're de they're they're not. No. All of these are like uh, eh. <laughs> Narrow it down to like two or three. Use the Brit method. Go go with the the ones that you've already looked right. at. You're like, okay, there's no way I can trust that. Uh, well, I have it between two. All right, what are the two? Uh, it's the Broncos, Steelers, and Dolphins and Bucks. Okay. That's what I have it narrowed down to. Because the rest of these games, like Saints, Washington, no. Titans, Jaguars, no. Cowboys, Giants, no. Colts, Ravens, no. All right, let's let's go Dolphins, Bucks. Strike three. Damn it. Sorry. That's a 47 and a half. Ooh, the correct answer was Giants at Cowboys. What? Wait, the Giants are in a game over 50. Yes. The Giants had a good week last week. Daniel Jones was the <laughs> one of the offensive players of the week. Oh, all right, fine. I'm serious. I know you're sitting there go, "What the hell?" Hold on, I'm pulling up the Giants profile right now. What was their what was their score last week? Da 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 da, da full schedule 27-21. They they won in overtime against mm -hmm. New Orleans. They scored 27 points. That's a fair amount of points for the Giants. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can full stats. Daniel Jones had 402 yards passing, two touchdowns and an interception. Saquon Barkley had a robust 13 carries for 52 yards. No, that's I didn't say that wrong. That's still an average of 4.0, so I really can't complain. And a touchdown. Kenny Galladay, who I'm pretty sure had retired, had six <laughs> for 116. Everyone's talking about Kadarius Toney now because he had six for 78. Who's that guy? Yeah, that's a good who's that guy. John Ross caught a touchdown. Hey, I'm happy for John Ross. The only person more surprised by me that John Ross caught a touchdown is John Ross himself. <laughs> and hopefully he didn't hurt himself in the process of I'm it. I'm pretty sure he did. Let's go to his can I go to his page? Let's make sure he is he, is he questionable. <laughs> I'm looking to see if he's on the injury report. Where's his news? Info. Okay, there's no news for John Ross. Oh my god. How little does the freaking NFL site think of John Ross? His profile picture still has him in a Bengals jersey. Oh, man, we're in week they five. Didn't, they didn't bother to update his picture on I mean, the just, NFL. Just color it in, at least. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously, how hard is it to just cut out his head and put it on a different... Oh, okay. That's ridiculously bad. So, yeah, all right, so there's, there's your answer. So you strike out there, but you get three fresh strikes to tell me the two games that are under 40. Under 40. And let me just tell you, yeah. these are not close number-wise. Like They're it's not. this game, it's 39 and a half. Jesus. Thir 39 and a half. Yeah. But the next one up is 44 and a half. Ew. So it's not like they're close. I mean, yeah, it's close to the line, but these are clearly the worst two games of the week, according to the lines. Okay. Um, Three fresh strikes on this one. You can redeem yourself right here. Let's, let's go Broncos Steelers. Broncos Steelers is one of them. 39 and a half. Can we just have a 30-second discussion on how pathetic the Steelers are? I mean, just organizationally, yeah. bad. Yep. Bad. <clears throat> we turned on the game. So Craig and I are watching are watching football. We flipped to that game or flipped to red zone, flipped to that game, just as Juju Smith-Schuster was throwing down a Surface tablet and began to cry. Yeah, I don't even know what and, he did. I don't know. Did he fumble? And I, that's exact. <laughs> that was the issue. We had no context for that reaction. None. 
So we sat there for a moment waiting for something to come on the TV that would give us context. And then finally, Craig just looked at me and went, I, w- I really want to see what you did. <laughs> I did. And, and I thought the same thing. And I didn't think that because I wanted to see what had upset him. I honestly, I saw, I wanted to see it because I was happy to see a Steeler struggling. I have just, I have that little respect for the organization. And that's a terrible thing. I feel really sad and really guilty about it. But I just have so little respect for the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point that I just I I their their tears are 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 my food at this point. <laughs> and he's not just even saying. a Bengals fan, right? <laughs> so that's the first one. You're correct. What is the other game? That's thirty nine and a half. It's thirty nine and a half. Thirty nine and a half. Same as Broncos Steelers. Titans Jaguars. Incorrect. That is strike one. That is a forty eight and a half. Really? That yep. high, huh? Well, the Titans still have Derrick Henry. As long as Derrick Henry's a thing, Derrick Henry's good for probably ten points by himself. <laughs> That's true. I mean, he doesn't even have to score a touchdown. He just puts them in position to get points. Right. So he probably swings a line ten to fifteen points by himself. Okay, let's go. Eh. Patriots Texans. Correct. Patriots Texas is a 39 and a half because wow. both teams are offensively crippled. Like neither true. one knows what the hell they're doing, <laughs> which leads us to just, can we get your analysis on the Brady Belichick bowl? What, what are your thoughts? Um, I didn't watch it. I'm glad it's over. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I could not agree with you more in the history of this show. I don't think we have ever agreed on anything as clearly as this. Andy Reid goes back to Philadelphia, and nobody even – everybody's just like, oh, look at that over there. But wait a minute, Brady Belichick – no, no. The best revenge is living well, and last time I checked, both those men are living well. They, do, they don't care. They don't care. They had, a, they had a post-game conversation in the locker room, supposedly, that Belichick went to the, the Bucks locker room to specifically to get a chance to talk to Brady in private. I guarantee you they went as private a place as they could in the locker room. They both looked very serious. And the moment the door was closed, they burst out laughing at each other. Can you believe they're making a big deal out of this? (laughs) Holy shit. How are you, Bill? What's going on, man? How's the kids? That's, I think, the conversation. You know, and Belichick, you know, he never laughs at anything. That's if you, if you have, if you watch Gridiron Heights, he's the most. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So it's. It, I, Bill Belichick was kind of like the kids are fine, Tom. How are how is Giselle and how are the kids? You know, it just whatever, whatever. All right, so games that we're targeting in terms of general: Bills at Chiefs. Yes, I'm using people in that game. Rams at Seahawks. I'm absolutely using people in that game. Giants at, at Dallas. I am using Cowboys in that game. Jerry Jones is Cowboys in Jerry Jones's dome. Will score Jerry Jones's points. Uh, Packers at Bengals. I'm a little skeptical. That game just worries me a little bit, but it's probably going to be over, take the over and Niners at Cardinals. I'm absolutely using Broncos at Steelers. If you need me to tell you that you need to fade that game, then you probably shouldn't be playing fantasy football at all. Patriots at Texans. Same thing. These are clear. These are two virtually unwatchable games. Like, I, I hope to God neither one's on TV. Now, we live in New England, so there's a very good chance Patriots-Texans is going to be on TV. I, I, it, it's going to be unwatchable. And I say that knowing that Saints at, at Washington is a thing this week and Bears at Raiders is a thing this week. That is I'd a rather thing watch, this week. 
Mm-hmm. I'd rather watch Jets versus Falcons than either of those games. Wow, poor Sean. I'm sorry Sean's team is bad. It's not my fault. I didn't I didn't <laughs> draft his team. So, you know, why am I even apologizing? All right, on to the metric. All right. So um last week, how how was your profit margin last week? Um I um I guess well, you counted my other weeks. I guess I broke even-ish. I was on the pay line for a lot of stuff, and then as what happens, one person that fumbles. One one person, yep. another someone else scores a touchdown, and then you're not in the pay line anymore. So it happens. How'd you I do? was on. I was on the edge of a break-even week. Now I, I had, I had like two or I had two weeks of straight losses. Weeks two and three were bad for me. Not like, oh my god, I can't play fantasy football anymore, or someone's coming. Hey, honey, get ready to move. Someone's coming to take our deed. Um, <laughs> not that level of bad, but bad inside of my budget. And then this week, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh, it's a break-even kind of week. I'm not going to do much. And I don't remember who scored it, but there was a late touchdown in the 430 game. And all of a sudden I went from break even to double plus. And so I'm, I'm now back to even on the season. I made up two weeks of losses this week. Uh, Darnell Mooney finally came through. It only took, it only took the metric four weeks of calling his name before he actually stepped up. But Darnell Mooney and I did use him in a couple of pools and that really helped. Um, I used Anthony Ferkshire in a couple of last-minute pools. I had one lineup go all the way up to 180, which is high for a cash lineup. So, um, yeah. So so I did well. So let's see what we can do this week. Okay. So I said to the metric, quarterbacks. And the metric says Matt Stafford. I Every week, the answer to the question is, which quarterback should I use? And every week, the metric says Matt Stafford. Now, the metric also likes Trey Lance. I've got Trey Lance for 21 points. He's only 5,700. That's that's pretty solid. But Stafford's only 6,500. That's cheaper than Dak. That's cheaper than Lamar. That's cheaper than Josh Allen. That's cheaper than Jalen Hurts. That is cheaper than... This has got to be wrong. It's got to be a misprint. How can he be cheaper than Sam Darnold? Uh, let's, let's check DraftKings right now. Let me open the app. Uh, I'm doing it live. No, I don't want to redeem my rewards. Sure you do. Don't Not you? now. Sure you do. I'm just going to open a free thing, quarterback. Um, so Darnold is 6,600. Why don't I see? Tra- oh, because that's a Thursday game, isn't it? San Francisco and Arizona. It's No, it it's, it's here. No, it's here. Where's? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking for Stafford. That's right. I'm looking at the wrong guy. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Rams Seahawks is Thursday. It is Thursday, yes. Okay, so I got to look at, I got I can't look at main slate. I got to look at all 16 games. Quarterback. Mahomes, all right, so this is in terms of values. Mahomes, Allen, not values, but cost. Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Jackson, Brady, Rogers, Russ, Hertz, Prescott, Herbert, Darnold, Stafford. Wow. Sam Darnold is more... Now, granted, Sam Darnold is actually averaging 26.9 points on, on DraftKings. Stafford's only averaging 24.6. I, I would use Matt Stafford before I would use Sam Darnold this week. Um, but I, I, now that I'm looking at it, I really can't really use either. So, I'm looking at my other options. I'm not using Carson Wentz. I'm sorry, I refuse. <laughs> Do I feel comfortable going Trey Lance at 5,700 against Arizona? In Arizona? I don't know. Arizona's defense is decent. Yeah, I don't know if I, I... I don't think I like it. I don't think I like it. This week, I might... You know, I might just have to do Thursday through Monday pools. 
You know what? It's also the short rest. That's the big thing. Stafford's on short rest. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. Honestly, if if I'm looking at the main slate, I'm probably looking at Joe Burrow at 6,100. The... Uh, the, the Green Bay defense is all right, but I don't think that they're going to, I don't think there's anything. Help me out here. Who am I looking for? Um, so yeah, if you're going to do, I think if you're going to do Thursday through Sunday games, I still like Stafford's usual. I still like Stafford because of the price there at 6,500. Absolutely. You know, and the Bengals are coming off of two big wins and, you know, Burrow's only 6,100. And I, you know what, I kind of like, you know, I've never had anything against Green Bay, but their defense is, this year it seems like it's really iffy. They're really like yeah. on or off. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on them right now. The Green Bay defense is, and I'm looking to see where they're, actually they are the sixth most expensive defense this week. They're more expensive than Carolina hosting Philly. Wow. Oh, I know what defense I want to start. <laughs> I'll pay 3400 for the Panthers defense, except for this last Well, You know what? Because they laid an egg last week. It's the true. Panthers almost cost me my, my regular fantasy game because they posted a negative 15 in our format. But all right. So I, I, for, for main slate, I, I think and I'm going to look at Joe if you, Burrow. If you really want super cheap, you know, Jameis Winston's playing the the Washington football team, and he's 50. In Washington, yeah. He's 5200 So. I'm looking for someone that can get better value than 5,200, and I'm not seeing it. The only other person who's cheaper is Zach Wilson, and I think I think I'd rather just not bet. Well, Davis Davis Mills is 4,800. <laughs> oh my God, that was so embarrassing. I feel I actually feel really bad for him. There's just... this might be a week I might have to pay up. I might have to pay up. Maybe Josh Allen's going to cost me 8,100. Kyler Murray's going to cost me eight grand. I mean, Kyler, eight grand. That means I need twenty-four points out of Kyler Murray against San Francisco. It could happen, I, though. Division, I think you know, it, division yeah. games are always weird. So, who knows? yeah, I think it could happen. I, you know, who I, I honestly won't touch this week in, in DFS is Pat Mahomes, eighty-two hundred. I've got him slated for twenty-two points. I just, at Buffalo's defense is just too good. I don't. There's so I don't see an obvious super value this week. Darnold at sixty-six. Hmm. Maybe. I think it's still rather use Burrow at 61. Yeah, because then you I, can pay up for like a receiver. Yeah. Well, let's move on to that then. Let's go to running back. See if we can okay. see if we can find some value at running backs. So I said to the metric, give me a running back. He's got I've got one. I got a guy who is guaranteed 3x. And I went, I'm listening. And they said they said this guy absolutely good for 28 points this week. And I went, go on. <laughs> and it said Derrick Henry. And I said, Derrick Henry is nine thousand dollars, you dumbass. Yes, 28 points at $9,000 is 3X. But that is a lineup killer. There is no margin for error. And honestly... And then you're using Mills at quarterback. <laughs> that's what I mean. So I can use Dave, Derek Henry if I want to use Davis Mills. I'd rather go middle of the road there. So I went back to the metric and I said, listen, there's got to be somebody else. And I said, well, this guy isn't quite 3X. I'm like, all right, I'll take the name anyway. And it said Samaj Perine. And I said, get out. <laughs> no, I won't use Perine. So now I'm looking for mid-range value. DeAndre Swift is 6,100. Is 6, uh, I've got him for 17 points. I think he's probably got a ceiling of closer to 20 because Minnesota is really, really bad. Uh, Daryl Henderson, if he plays, he's only 5,900. I could see him getting to 18 points. I'm not calling it. I'm calling for 17, but I could see it. Um Honestly, I would rather use the combination of DeAndre Swift and Daryl Henderson 
so that I can pay a little bit more up at running back than I'm sorry, at quarterback than paying up here. Who do you like at running back this week? I think Swift is a good he's right in that good mid range mid range value. Uh, you know, and then a name that came up out of nowhere is Cordell Patterson. He's playing the Jets, but you know, he's oh, playing, I, he's playing in London. Is that going to affect him? Man. I'm so tired of hearing about Cordell Patterson. This happens every year. <laughs> I know every year he has two games and then everybody's on the Cordell Patterson train and then it drives off a cliff. Yep. Now uh, I say this, I should mention that Deandre Swift was limited in practice today with his I groin. Think he has been all year, so I don't know, but yeah. Uh, and then one, like, if you're going super cheap, not preen cheap, but if you're going I'm super not going cheap, if you're going cheap, you know, Zach Moss is 5,500 playing the Chiefs. And as you said, the Chiefs defense is not super. <sighs> the problem is how much are they going to lean, lean on Singletary? Singletary's 4,700. He is because they haven't been using him as much. <laughs> Moss has been getting more of the sheer time. I've got them within a point of each other. I've got Moss at 13 and I've got... I've got um, what's his name, Singletary at twelve, but Singletary's cheaper. Oh my god, that is such a hot hand situation, isn't it? And against the Chiefs, it really could be either of them. That's true, or it could be both of them, <laughs> or it could be both of them. They both could go for value. That's not even a joke. So let's nope. see, what does he need to get value? Singletary would need forty seven hundred. He would need fourteen point one. Absolutely possible against the Chiefs, and Zach Moss would need. 16.5, a little less likely. If I have to use one, I'm probably using Singletary personally. But you're right. Zach Moss could go off for 20 points and then Singletary gets one touch for four yards. It's possible. Oh, I hate my team's defense. <laughs> I've also got yeah. Chuba Hubbard on this list, but I, that was before um, McCaffrey practiced today. However, Christian McCaffrey wakes up tomorrow is like the biggest news of the day. <laughs> yep. Does do you he, remember the? Does he get up yeah. out of bed, or does he like roll out of bed? <laughs> do you remember the episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns brings in the the baseball players for ringers? Yes. And Ken Griffey Jr. gets gigantism in his head from drinking <laughs> the brain tonic. Yep. That's what it, tomorrow. If if Christian McCaffrey's <laughs> rolls out of bed and his ankle is the size of of Ken Griffey Jr.'s head from that Simpsons episode, then <laughs> Chuba Hubbard's usable. But if he gets out of bed and goes, my God, I feel great. It's going to be a sunshiny day. And music starts playing while he's showering. Then forget it. Uh, Hubbard's value goes right down the toilet again. Can we have a conversation about Dalvin Cook? You can't trust Dalvin Cook. Uh, I can't trust no. him. Nope. I can't trust him. He's 8,400. I don't know that he's going to get to eight points in that game. I, I really don't. He's play more than a quarter. <laughs> I get it's Detroit. I get it. I get that it's Detroit. But... He is so fragile. I can't anymore with him. I can't. I have age. I have David Johnson at the same value range as Dalvin Cook right now. Wow, that's how bad it is. That's you know who's it? Yeah, yeah. Hilaire's back up to fifty seven hundred in Buffalo defense. Oh, I thought is we good. were. I thought we were getting rid of Hilaire. We, yeah, people were, were telling you do that. <laughs> I used him last week in almost all my lineups. He paid off again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You guys can go ahead and sell. I'm my phone's still sitting here. If you want to trade me, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, my phone is open. My DMs are open. Give me a give me a call. All right, so we're taking slightly different paces. So I'm looking for mid range value in guys like Swift and Henderson. You're thinking about the guys from Buffalo and who else? Uh, let me go back to screen here. Uh, and and Swift. 
provided. I mean, yeah, definitely pay if attention Swift to his healthy, status. Yeah. If Swift is healthy, he should he should get a lot of opportunities against Minnesota. I mean, I would say it's going to feel – I feel like this is a heavy prediction, but I'm going to say 15 to 20 touches is my guess. I can see that. I, I just I just think he's going to be heavy use. But All right, wide receivers. All right, so I've spent too much money at running back. Um, <laughs> I, I'm putting together a lineup right now as I do this. Who did I say I was going to use? I, was gonna, I can't use Stafford. I was going to use Burrow, right? Burrow and then Perrine. And then... I'm not using Perrine. <laughs> I'm you. I'm starting this. So I put in Burrow, Henderson, and Swift, and I'm already down to an average player salary of fifty three hundred. So wide receivers need to be cheap. So I says to the metric, "Give me a chief wideout." He goes, "Don't worry, you're going to use Curtis Samuel." And I'm like, "Really, <laughs> Curtis Samuel? He's only three thousand. Yes, there's a reason for that. Um, I've got him pegged for four catches and about forty yards. That's only eight points." But if he gets in the end zone, it puts him over. But I mean, you can say that about anybody. I mean, when you're when your salary is three thousand on DK, you say catch a touchdown. That's two x just by catching a touchdown. Yeah, it could just be I mean, for it's, two yards. <laughs> so. You know, and that's what kills me. Everybody is like, "I'm gonna play." I'm just gonna use his name. I'm gonna play Byron Pringle. It's a sneaky play. And I'm like, yeah, but he he might catch one pass. But if it's for a touchdown, you can say that about every goddamn receiver in the league. This is true. Touchdowns, a, a single touchdown reception with no yardage bonus is seven points in the freaking DK system. So un, and, and unless they're like 8K, which some of them are, it's not going to matter. Cooper Cup is 7,900. Oh, but he could catch a touchdown. Yeah, great. He needs three. Could he? Sure. Is he going Will to? Will he? Maybe. <laughs> so, you know, I'm actually looking at for value. I like Kadarius Tony this week, the guy from the Giants. He might, again... It's very small sample, but I like what I saw last week. If he could duplicate it, I'll probably fade him just because everyone's going to be on him because they think he's going to be the next big thing. The next name down on my list is Randall Cobb. I'm absolutely passing on Randall Cobb. Yeah, big Randall week Cobb last week. is he's not back, folks. Do not let recency bias cloud you on this. Devontae uh, Adams is still the target. Yeah, because like we've mentioned before, Aaron Rodgers like will find the one receiver he thinks he can go to the entire game, and then we'll keep doing that. He is matchup-based. Mm-hmm. Matchup-based. Uh, the next name on my list, the fourth name on my list is Jalen Waddell. He's been up here a lot lately for Miami. Tampa's secondary is pretty good, so I'm probably fading that. So I'm like, listen, I can't use Samuel. I can't use Tony. I can't use Cobb, and I can't use Waddle. Give me something metric. And the metric looked at me and said, well, what about Darnell Mooney? And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Here we go with the Darnell <laughs> Mooney shit again. I've got him for 13 points. He's 4,700. First off, I don't know where that number comes from in my algorithm, but I've got him for four catches for almost 70 yards. And somehow I get to 13 points on this guy. I I don't know what... I can't. I can't. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? I want to use use Van Jefferson because he's only 3,700, but he's playing on Thursday. I'm going back to the LaVisca Chenault well because I was right last week. Chenault saw an increased target share, and he was in the bonus. He was way over the 3x value. I think he was like almost 4x. Do you think that happened because of Shark's ankle shattering? Maybe. Maybe. Shark is questionable for this week. He hasn't been ruled out yet, has he? I thought I saw Uh, questionable on the report today. I don't know. I think think you just assume he's going to be out. Yeah, I think he's going to be out. I'm going back to LaVisca Chenault well. I'm also looking at Antonio Brown because he's down to 5,200. 
Ah, and he's playing Miami. That's not. And bad. he's playing Miami. So I'm um, Chanel and Brown look like decent value options. And if I've done this right, then that means I can pay up for a Devonte Adams or a Cooper Cup. Um, I I just feel like that there's value out there, but it's risky. It's risky. And Debo Samuel, please stop. Debo Samuel seventy one hundred dollars. That's insane. That's insane. Debo Samuel should not be seventy one hundred dollars. Just just stop it. <laughs> so who do you like this week? Help me out, because I'm not I'm really non-committal at wide receiver. I, this might be a week where I literally do wide receiver last and see what I can afford. Uh I know, but I, I agree with that. Uh, I do like you, I do like the Chenault play again because of the value there. He's what is he? Forty eight hundred? It's forty hundred and uh, shark is forty hundred, yep. Probably gonna be out. More than likely, right, I gonna... I watched that game. He got rolled up on and then screamed very loudly that you could hear on TV. So I don't think he's going to be playing this week. Um, and so I'm doing this lineup live as we do it. Yeah. So I have Burrow, Henderson, and Swift in the lineup. And again, DraftKings gets very strict on this, so I'm not going to give out a full lineup. Yep. If I put Mooney, Chenault, and Waddle in and f- go straight value at wideout, all of a sudden my average amount of money to spend goes up to 58.67. Oh, you can find yourself saved, a nice flex there. That's it. I saved five to six hundred dollars per spot there, and that's really what I really I'm trying to do here. Is we'll talk about tight end. I'll take a value tight end, and I'm going to see how much money I have for flex. Now, again, DraftKings. I don't want to get a cease and desist order in the mail, so I won't finish beyond that. But oh my god, we're almost out of time. All right, we got to move on. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm dragging today. Tight ends. There is no value with tight end. Thank you for playing our game. Have a safe drive home. <laughs> um, the closest person to the value line is CJ Uzoma. He's because he's only 3K. Well, if he catches a touchdown, yeah, he could also catch the flu. Who knows? Um, 3K, Dan Arnold is up there too, but I'm just I, none of the guys I have any faith in. I'm probably going to spend up just a little bit, and I'm going to probably look at Mike Jasecki at 4,200 uh, as an option. Logan Thomas was on my list, but I believe he went on the IR today. Unless I'm much mistaken about that. I thought I saw a report that he was officially listed on the IR. So, you know, I'm no I'm no legalologist, but if you're on the injury reserve list, I don't think you get to play. I don't yeah. think so, no. Yeah, no, his his updated his numbers are all yep, he was officially placed on the IR on Wednesday. So, um, yeah. So that's the end of that idea. So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably use a fair few shares of Mike Jacecki. I might even reach down for a Cole Comet in a couple of places. Who do you like this week at tight end? Uh, this week, I think I'm going to have to spend up a tight end a little bit. Uh, I've been a huge Dawson Knox fan this season. You have been. I have been. Big on um, the Knox train. He's been um, very consistent all year so far. Uh, he is 4,300, though, so we are going to spend up a little bit on him. Uh, yep. And, you know, the name that we keep saying in in uh, Dallas is uh, Mr. Schultz. Uh, he's playing the Giants, but he is $4,400, so again... You're going to pay up. Like, it's not, you know, Kelsey pricing, but it is a bit high for right. a tight end. Right. I just finished out my lineup based on the info I have in front of me. And I was able to afford Derrick Henry in a flex. So oh, there you go. I probably can upgrade one of my wideouts a little bit and just downgrade one spot from Henry. Because I just, I don't, I, he's got a great matchup. I'm just not big on it. Defenses, draft one. Um, <laughs> Pick no one. mega value. Uh, I like Washington against New Orleans because they're only 2,300. I like the Colts against Baltimore because they're only 2,400. 
Um, but I don't trust any of them. If you're looking for a defense, I actually, if you're looking for a defense, I actually think could make some hay. It's probably Miami at 2,400 at Tampa Bay. Tampa's really good, but eh, Ronald Jones has fumbleitis. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Um, and I think that's, you know, we really want to target low scoring games for here. So who's our best value play of the low scorers? Denver was, yeah, but Denver's way down here. They're for, cause they're 4,200. The Patriots are 4,900. Again, they're up-pricing the bad games. Yeah. Uh, Houston is 2,300, but I think New England's going to be able to run it up on Houston. So that leaves us with Pittsburgh. They're 3,300. That's the problem. Those are decent defenses. The problem is that they're very high-priced. I'd rather use the Eagles at 2,200 than the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers at 3,300. They're essentially the same value, in my opinion. Uh, so what do you like at defense this week? Uh, I think I'm going to have to see who, honestly, I think I'm gonna have to see what I, money I have left over. Um, cause right. yeah, I, the cheaper defenses, I really don't like any of them. <laughs> uh, there is, you know, I tried to go with the lions last week. It did not work. Um, they are playing, you know, they are cheaper too. They're playing Minnesota. Maybe don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't get, and then I look at like maybe the Cardinals playing San Francisco, have a rookie quarterback, but they are uh, 2,900. So, yeah. So, all right. Final thoughts because we are way over time. Craig, do you have a final thought lined up that you want to share or do you just want to trash talk me for 30 seconds? <laughs> wow. I wasn't, I, I wasn't, you? I wasn't ready for that. No, sorry. I'm here. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Dude, okay. Yeah. I'm, I can hear you. You're fine. I just, I lost you for a second there. I think I shocked you. Do you have a final thought lined up? Cause I don't want to hijack your final thought, but I think this is a great opportunity for us to engage in a little light trash talking here. It is. And you know, I'm just going to say that, you know, we've been, we've, we've gone to Sturgis many times and oh, God. More, more often than not, I've won, even though you have the cup still and refuse to give it back to me. So I, I won it last year. <laughs> that was last year. <laughs> This is this year. Oh, you have to win it to get it back. <laughs> it's not something that's just handed to you. It's, you don't, it's not, this is not a participation trophy. <laughs> Let's go to the tape. We'll see what the record is. I don't have it in front of me. I'll have to look it up. I probably okay, won so, more. Um, no, I have it in front of me. Your official record against me is 8 and 11. Really? Yes. <laughs> in the 19 times that we have played in this, you have only won eight times. But. I specifically remember it was, I think it was 2017. No, that was week 16. Yep. Nope. No, that was there. Yep. I think it was okay. 20. I got to look up my records. Hold on a second. Yep. Doing it live again. Yeah. 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 Give me a second. So there was a year where, no, that's record book. I want to see year by year records. Yeah. There CB, was a CBS year. Is weird. Yeah. There was a year. Where I started off like seven and zero, oh, and I walked into Sturgis, and you were like one and six, and you absolutely beat my ass like it was on fire. It might have been twenty thirteen because that was the last year I actually won the championship. No, I beat you in twenty thirteen. I won that game one hundred and sixty four to one hundred and twenty two, but I absolutely got my ass handed to me. Where is it? I, I got to find it now. I got to find out. It was, it was like epic. Oh, here it is. It was week five of 2016. You beat me 123 to 95. <laughs> that I, game was never close. I went I went under the ring to get a chair. <laughs> never close. 
Um, yeah. Oh no, no. You know, might be. I might have the. But 2010 again. I think that's a year I won the uh, one year. I no 2009. I, I think it was a year I won the championship. You beat 145 to 93. These are woodshed victories, folks. <laughs> I I get taken behind the woodshed on these. But I've won 11 of 19 matchups. This will be the 20th matchup. And you know what the best thing about the 20th matchup is, Craig? Even if you somehow find a way to beat me, you still won't lead the series. Hmm. All you get is an old trophy I bought off of eBay for $2.30 a decade ago. <laughs> and it gets to collect dust in your house with the knowledge that you still don't have a better team than I do all time. There's my tra- There's my trash talk. That was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. You know what else is pretty good? Leaving us a review wherever you listen to us. We're on virtually every podcast directory at this point. Apple, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeartRadio. Audible. Num- Audible. I always forget Audible. We- we're in a number of places. Leaving us a review. It's a simple and free way for you to come out and support our podcast, and we really do appreciate it when you do so. Um, we would. I will not be back next week. You will not. I'm not. I'm going on vacation. My wife and I are going to New York in order to uh, do some sightseeing. So I will not be ne- back next week, but Craig will. And, I'll be here. Uh, and, and th- that's another sign that you're going to win this game because you won't be here to gloat over me. <laughs> I'm probably. I won't, I, yeah, I won't <laughs> be here, and you'll have to you'll have to sit there and, and and talk to Cinch about how how much you how much you you value this victory. So. Um, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I scored 163 points on you last year in our our, our matchup, um, but the year uh, before that, you scored 174. <laughs> so you never know. You never know. So, um, so okay, we'll, we'll end on that note because we're way over time. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. I almost forgot. Socials, reach out to us. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. Uh, we also have an Instagram. We are FignutsDFS on Instagram. And we are available via email, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. Until next week, when Craig and one of our contributors sits in the big chair for me, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. <laughs>